Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to bring to you another interview with my personal coach, Emma Dunwoody. We're going to be talking about uh, menopause, myths of menopause, and also a little bit about human design. So if you are interested in human design, then this is going to be a fun one. We don't really get into it in depth, but it definitely comes up in our conversation. So that is coming up. And before we get to that, I wanted to actually read some reviews because I realized that it's been a little while since I've said thank you to those of you who have left your kind, kind reviews. I really appreciate it. Honestly, like I read these reviews and I do a little happy dance whenever a new one comes in. So please know that you are seen, you are heard. I absolutely appreciate every single review and kind uh, message that I that I get. So thank you so much for your love and support. And I'm going to go ahead and read a couple of the new ones. If I've missed reading yours on the podcast, then please know that it's not intentional because I have read every single one. If I haven't read it on air, then it's not intentional. I'm so sorry. But I'm going to go ahead and um, read you three brief ones that I recently received. So the first is from Mel Marsum. And it says, thanks so much for these podcasts. They are so informative and your videos are terrific. Thank you very much, Mel Marsum. I appreciate that. And uh, Laura's Natural Life says, Dr. Bree brings positive healing information to women with pelvic health problems. Her YouTube videos are excellent resources for how to exercise safely with conditions like prolapse. This podcast is a mix of her book and interviews with other professionals in the field. They're always focused on bringing help in a positive way, which is very unique. She is a light to those of us who need her help. And... Uh, Yuli K says, started to follow Dr. Bree on YouTube. First one was looking how to deal with my prolapse after childbirth. Finding about prolapse was scary. I didn't know what to do. I was even afraid to move. Thanks to Dr. Bree, I found hope and a lot of helpful information. I'm happy that she's doing this podcast. It's very supportive for me right now on my healing journey. Thank you so much to those of you who wrote in. And several reviews refer to my help that I provide for prolapse. And if that's something you're dealing with, please check the show notes because I have a resource called Lift and you can get the first week for free. So please do check out the show notes. There are links to how you can get to Lift. There's links about my Kegel camp on YouTube and then also some other links to great resources that I personally love and that, you know, you checking them out does actually help support the show. So some of the products I love like Rasa and Gorilla Mats and Uveda, really, really wonderful things that I truly do personally use and love and I think you'll love them too. So check that out and I have one more special review and it's an audio so I really appreciate it when people get brave and call uh, in with their one minute voice message. There's also a link to how you can do that in the show notes as well so you can take a look if you'd like to leave a question or a comment of some sort you're welcome to and so this is a caller calling in from washington and i'll go ahead and let you tune in hi dr v uh this is kid callian i'm coming to you from 
been in Donnie Washington. And I have a question for you. And that question is about uh, your famous judges. They're awesome. Um, your like, reason judges also uh, they they about Sasha too. Okay, thank you. Hopefully this is okay. Thanks, Doctor V. Okay, and so Kira, who is calling in from Washington, uh, said that she loves my stretches and the breathing exercises. She thinks they're awesome, so thank you, Kira, for that. And I believe she's asking about whether they affect the fascia. And yes, absolutely, the entire body is connected. Absolutely connected. It's like one big long chain from head to foot. And the stretches and even the deep breathing exercises will affect the fascia that connects everything together. And so I'm really glad that you're enjoying the exercises and the stretches and keep doing them. It's really, really good for your tissue health. Uh, I learned a long time ago in physical therapy school that motion is lotion and it's never left me. The idea that you can you know, move your body, it gives your body nutrition, movement nutrition. I heard a long time ago, you can think of that as movement snacks. So every time you move your body, your entire entire body is getting benefits from head to toe because when you move, you are literally providing circulation, blood flow, nutrition to every single part of your body. So motion is lotion. Keep feeding yourself those movement snacks. And let's get to the interview with Emma. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's amazing. And let's get right to it. Okay, hello my friends. I am so excited to introduce to you my coach, Emma Dunwoody. She is my personal uh, coach for something called the human design, which I actually mentioned on episode 15. I mentioned it briefly. And we're not really talking specifically about that today, although it might come up. In fact, Emma, I'm kind of hoping that it does come up a little bit. <laughs> what we're really going to be talking about though is menopause. And it came up with uh, some conversations between myself and Emma that she had uh, gone through menopause and uh, she struggled with it. And so we wanted to actually have a conversation about her struggles with menopause and kind of what the transition meant for her and just talk, just have some girl talk. So Emma, thank you for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. Oh my goodness. I am. I'm super excited to be here. I will definitely bring human design into it. Yeah. And um, I'm pumped about this conversation. I love yeah. girl talk. Let's do it. Girl talk. Totally. Let's do it. And we are on opposite sides of the world, as I think you can probably tell. Emma is in Australia. <laughs> and so she can have her morning coffee and I will have my nighttime herbal tea. Uh, but we're yeah. definitely gonna, let's just go ahead and dive in. So Emma, tell me a little bit about this period of time when you started kind of noticing the symptoms of uh, probably perimenopause and the, the changes that were happening. What went through your mind at that time? What, were, what did you start to feel? Yeah, right. Well, look, when it all started for me and look in the whole big scheme of things, I think I got off lightly. Um, again, I think that's got to do with my mindset. But um, when it all started for me, I just noticed hot sweats. That was really, that was it. Um, and I suppose in hindsight, and if you ask my kids and husband, probably it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Um, but the, th and that sort of went on for quite a while. Um, and I did sort of think, well, 
maybe this is it. I just seem like I'm a bit young because at that stage I was probably oh, 30, maybe 38. So I didn't really pay much attention to it. And I've always been very fit and very healthy. And, um, and we live in Sydney, so we kind of live in humidity all the time. So a lot of it, I was kind of putting it down to just the environment or whatever was going on. Um, and, and, and even if it was perimenopause, I wasn't overly bothered. However, then when I hit, uh, was it about, I would say I was about 42, so I'm 45 now, and it would have been my 42nd birthday, and this had been going on for a while, and all of a sudden I noticed um, more than anything my self-esteem starting to be hit. Like, if this is menopause, what does that mean for me? And I was just about to... Um, head out on the Camino de Santiago, which is a 800 kilometer um, walk, a pilgrimage across, you know, you start in France, walk up and over the Pyrenees and then all the way along the top of Spain. And I thought, you know what, if I'm ever going to grab the bull by the horns, now's the time. So I went to my doctor, had a chat, had a blood test and she said, well, look, you're pretty much just about you know, finished, you you know, menopause is just about here. Um, And by that stage, I was like, wow. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And that for me was really weird because I've never been bothered by aging. I've never been bothered by, um, you know, looking older or um, anything like that. So it was really surprising to me that it hit me and it hit me really hard. And the reason why it hit me is because, you know, being a coach, I realize now it's because it really challenged my identity because a lot of the rhetoric that I was or had read about menopause was really negative and unsupportive and, oh, well, that's it. You're screwed. It's all over. And I, I'm just not one to hear that message. And like, you know, any other time that I've heard a similar message to that, First of all, I sort of go into a hole and I'm like, oh my God, what does that mean? And that was really big because I'm very sporty. Um, You know, I surf, I skateboard, my whole identity is very youthful and adventurous. And I was like, what does this mean for me? Does this mean I'm going to shrivel up? Does this mean I'm going to lose all my energy? Does this mean my boobs are going to sag? You know, like I I really had all these, these unresourceful fears that, I wasn't used to having and especially around aging because as I say, I've never had an issue with aging. So I was like, right, I need to actually be on the front foot with this and discover what it really means. And look, I then invested in um, uh, Dr. Christine Northrup's book and the... um, I love her. I love her. Yes. Was it the wisdom of menopause or the goddess one? The goddess one, I think. Yes. And it blew my mind because what it basically did is it gave me permission to trust what my internal guidance system was telling me. And that was, it's all going to be okay. You know, like all the stuff you've read is just different people's interpretations, different people's identities, different people's belief systems. And I get to choose all of those things for myself. So that's when I started to go, hang on a second. I choose to just be me and not be able to have babies. I'm okay with that. Um, And then the other thing that I really empowered me was that I started to read more into the divine feminine. And when we talk about cultures, you know, in the Western world, they really, 
you know, the female, and you probably talked about this on your podcast, podcast, but the female um, cycle, if you like, it's like the virgin, the mother, the crone. And in our society, the crone is something you don't want to be. Whereas in the the rest of the world, like that's, that's the goal, man. That's the wisdom. And, and I was like, hang on a second. I like that. Yeah. So that's really how I started to work with it as opposed to trying to resist it or work against it. And now I'm like, well, nothing's really changed. Not much has changed, but I did definitely go through a massive roller coaster to get where I am today. Wow. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing. And it sounds like, well, there's so many things that have come to my mind through what you've said. One is something that you and I talked about separately. Actually, it might've been when I was on your podcast, but mm-hmm. we spoke about, um, we spoke about the fact that many societies don't actually have the problems and concerns with perimenopause and the transition mm-hmm. that we have in the Western cultures because mm. they do still respect and honor that crone age crone yeah. you know and and, and they, they honor the elders and they, they honor the older generation and it's more of the western cultures that may value youth and those aspects of the life cycle that mm. we fear it and so that fear and anxiety about getting older is one thing that can actually kind of exacerbate our symptoms and yeah. make it seem so much scarier and so much harder when we're going through that time so it seems to me mm. like a lot of the things that you were worried about were more about a, a fear almost of like loss of function and loss of your mm. athletic abilities and loss of being able to do the things that you love. Is that, mm. is that the case? Was it more of that feeling than like a yeah, lot? I think, yeah, I think there, were, there was a lot of that. Um, but there was also just the great unknown. Um, yeah. I've always been really, um, you know, just able to go and do and be whatever I want to be. So I, I think there was there was a lot of that, um, but I think the, the what was the uh, something popped into my mind, but it's gone now. I can't remember. But I think the biggest thing for me was what's this going to mean about my physical body? Yeah. You know, um, I had spent my journey um, at twenty eight. I was diagnosed with depression and panic disorder, and I was at my lowest low. So I just I'd spent the last. Um, you know what, 15 years, finding myself, really falling in love with myself, um, doing all the inside, inside work, building a business. Like, and I was feeling really good about myself. So I think the, the thing that really challenged me was, was this going to be taken away from me? Um, even though I knew it wasn't because I knew that it was my choice. And I also, when I look back now, like exactly like you just said, I'm sure I had very few symptoms as it were because I was always like no I choose not to complain about this I choose not to focus on this as a bad thing and it was almost like perimenopause I was okay with it was just that diagnosis that freaked me out you know Mm -hmm. and that was the bit that I was like oh maybe this having a good attitude about it and allowing it isn't enough and look obviously it turned out to be enough but that's what it was yeah. When you were just saying that, the thing I remembered is I remember when I learnt, because um, I used to be terrified of delivering babies. Like that was the thing for me, having kids. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to have to have a baby. I'm really scared. I'm scared of the pain. I'm scared of the needles. And so, of course, I was very proactive about learning, about empowering myself. And the thing that I learnt at the time was the pain of childbirth um, is massively exacerbated the more you resist it. 
So the more you just accept that this is good pain and your body knows what it's doing, the easier um, it is. And well, this just proved tenfold for me because I delivered my, my first son the entire nursing team are like, you are not having a baby tonight. And I'm like, yes, I am. Someone needs to check because I need to push. And literally no one had checked. They had a look and boom, he was crowning. So I actually wonder if my menopause is the same thing is that because I didn't resist it in the beginning, the symptoms perhaps were much milder because I was okay to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only the diagnosis that sort of freaked me out momentarily for a few months. Yeah. So it's almost like you, yeah, you, 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 what you resist persists. I love that mm-hmm. phrase. And mm-hmm. you resist the perimenopause change, but then you did kind of dig your heels in right at the end. It sounds like, like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, what do you mean now? Right now? Right now? Like I thought I had a few more years. Do you mean right now? (laughs) So what would you say are the main myths of menopause that you've kind of busted from your your experience, which really has been quite good after this digging your heels in moment? Mm. Look, number one is that... um, you know, that youthfulness, the vitality, it doesn't change. For me, it did not change at all. My energy levels didn't change. And if anything, um, because of my, um, like in human design, I have emotional um, definition, which means I'm always riding an emotional wave. Now I get all people are, but actually in human design, some of us, about 50% of us globally are really riding the wave. The other 50% of you are unfortunately just being affected by our wave. Um, I'm one of the way, I have the wave too. I am a highly, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I are similar yeah. in this regard, yes. Yeah. So look, one of the best things of, um, of, the, of menopause is that my wave is nowhere near as dramatic and I don't indulge in that wave as much as I used to. Um, I allow it a lot more. But the biggest one for me is that I honestly, as I say, for the first time in my life, I was like, oh my God, am I going to age overnight? Um, And I didn't. Nothing changed. My vitality is probably more so. I never, you know, I never experienced poor sleep. Like there was a time that my sleep um, got a little bit worse. But of course, it had nothing to do with menopause. It was to do with everything else going on or worry. So I literally just put another meditation in before bed because I meditate every morning um, and I try to meditate at lunchtime as well. Put another one in before bed and sure enough, my sleep got better. Uh, My vitality, that is fantastic. I... um, I suppose one of the upsides was I'm like, right, now I really need to invest in my physical, mental and emotional health and and spiritual health. So I went to probably the next level of doing all of of those things. Um, And I suppose the biggest myth for me is that if I look back on on perimenopause and going through that that change, it was a hell of a lot easier than people talk about. Um, And more so than that, Actually, one of my my peers and my friends summed it up perfectly when I wrote a post about it. Um, she said, "Oh, well, the best bit is now you don't have to worry about getting accidentally getting pregnant. You can just get on with the rest of your life." And I'm like, "Yeah, yes. actually, it's really that simple." So for me now, um, I feel like it's all like I'm the same person. I'm just the same person. I just can't have babies. That's really that's it. Oh. I love the I love this message that you're sharing with us because it's very different than what most people hear. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I, I I love it. I love that you are just saying, you know, my vitality has not gone down. And in fact, I can vouch for that. I I guess I 
we only really just got to know each other within the last few months. But mm. uh, it seems to me, Emma, like your personal life, your professional life, it's like everything is just taking off over the last yeah. little bit is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're spot on. And I think so much of it is like, I very much embrace that crone. I'm like, bloody hell. Yeah. I'm stepping into my wisdom. Like I have learned all these lessons. I've been in the trenches for years. Like I deserve to be, um, you know, believing in myself. I deserve to um, grow, whether it's physically, emotionally or business. I deserve all this because I've done the hard yards. Um, And I think that that's the thing that it's almost like, um, I, I mean, I'm a massive believer that everything happens for a reason. Everything's a gift. So I often look at it like, so what, what is my body giving me? What is the universe giving me? And look, the message that I definitely have run with going through early menopause is that it's almost like, and I felt this from the word go, but my ego really resisted it, was my body, the universe, whoever's been involved with my early menopause is like, right, Emma, it's enough. You've given enough to everybody else. It's time to focus on you. And I think that this has been the greatest message of menopause for me is that the reason it came early for me was because I needed a real almost slap in the face because I always talk about the universe starts with a, a tap on the shoulder and ends with a slap in the face. And I needed a slap in the face to go, it's your freaking life, Emma. Focus on you a little bit. And I think that that's what menopause, early menopause gave me. Like a real like, no, you need to slow down and really take stock of, you, of, of who you are, what you want, what you're here to, to give, as opposed to always putting everyone else first. Yeah, I can see that. And you know, you're, you no longer, as you said, you are at the point where you're the same person, but you just can't have babies. And in a way, it's almost like the universe was saying, yeah, you're, you're done with that. You're done creating that family of your own, yeah. but now it's time to create for yourself and to also create for, you know, potentially to birth that creative potential that can serve the world in a different way than being, um, you know, a mother of more children. Does yeah. that, does that yeah. ring true at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, it's so, feels so true because it's time to stop focusing almost, and it's kind of ironic given what we're going through right now, but stop focusing between the four walls of the home or what what I can do here and start focusing on the greater community and the world. And like, again, going back to human design, in my human design, I actually have what we call a line three and a line five. And what that means is that the line three is, is it's this experimental person. It's this actually in human design, it's called the martyr, which I really can't stand. But it is that part of me that when I'm unresourceful, I feel like, oh, this poor planet, oh, these poor people, oh, poor me or whatever. But the resourceful side of it is, right, people are struggling or people are wrestling with life. Well, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to take life on um, head on. Um, and get dirty, get into the trenches. And I'm a person that, you know, life has definitely hit me in the face a number of times. But the beauty of that is that I have all of this, not only academic knowledge or hours, you know, thousands of hours now of coaching experience, but I've actually walked in the trenches. I've done depression. I've done panic disorder. You know, I've done early menopause. I've built businesses. I've had failed businesses. I've, um, you know, I'm successful now. We've had a, I've been, married to my husband coming up 20 years at the end of this year and we have ridden that roller coaster um so there are so many things that that i am now ready to share with the world and firsthand 
that this human does, you know, like, as I say, my design, like my line three is ready to share all these learnings. And, and I think that that for me is really liberating and exciting because I see, especially in this environment that we're going through now, so many people are wrestling, wrestling with it because the human brain is not designed for uncertainty. And we've never seen as much uncertainty as we're experiencing right now. So yeah, I feel like this is a great time for me to take all this life learning and um, business learning and career learning and, and really share and help others to thrive in uncertain times. I think so. You know, it reminds me of, well, first of all, the book title of Christiane, uh, Christiane Northrup's books, like she, like she has the goddess one, the goddesses never age, I believe, something like that. Yeah. I don't actually have that one, but the other one is the wisdom of menopause. And that that wisdom is, I feel like what you're kind of speaking to, sort of like, okay, I've gone through the trenches, I've gone through the work, and now I've come out on the other side, and I'm coming at it from a calmer, kind of more level-headed perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it reminds me also of this other way that you, you can describe it as the archetypes, where there's the crone as the older age, and then there's the, the other different fine feminine archetypes, but I also love describing it as a princess time and then the queen time. I mean, we all mm. want to be the queen, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And that, yeah. And it's like the princess is just, it's just training for the queen time. And the queen time is when, you know, maybe we don't have some of those trappings of youth, but we've, we've gone through that. And then we're at that queenly time where we can really just have sovereign reign over our ourselves and our own, you know, little small little dominion. You know, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this handled, we've got this under control. Mm -hmm. And to me, that queen time is really the kind of menopausal time, that time after you've gone through the the stuff of the younger years. So I think that if we just looked at this menopause time as the queen phase, it would just transform our our thoughts on it. I think it's unfortunate that the word crone is that archetype because I don't Mm. like the sound of that word. (laughs) Neither did I, neither did I. But the more I read, the more that I realized that it's it's the way our patriarchal society has destroyed the word. It really has. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the thing, you know, it's that whole, um, this whole process we're going through right now is about the divine feminine rising, you know, like the universe has had to shut us all down, make us slow down, you know, um, Mother Nature, someone said to me yesterday, Mother Nature is kicking our ass right now. Like, have you seen how quickly she's thriving with us all shut inside? <laughs> and I think that this is the thing that that even, you know, the word crone, like in other societies, this is the crone. This is the crone. She's the one that, she's the Yoda. Like, you wouldn't yeah. think Yoda was an unresourceful word or a nasty word, mm-hmm. would you? Like, mm-hmm. and this is the thing for me that I'm like, well, you know what? Actually, the crone is the queen and the crone yeah. is this powerful woman that comes from a grounded place, just like Gaia, just like Mother Earth. And I think that this is a time for us to be, you know, embracing everything um, feminine and sort of taking back that, you know, stuff you lot for making the crone sound crappy. It's not crappy. It's powerful. It is powerful. And I'm just, with this conversation right now, I am literally transforming the word in my brain to crown because I just- Oh my goodness. I love it. (laughs) Because literally I simply just don't like the sound of the word, like the way it sounds, not even the like meaning that's attached, but just the sound of it. I don't like, but yeah. If I transform it to crown now, I love it. So okay, yeah, crown it perfectly is. aligned. Crown, I love. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I freaking love it, and I love that metaphor of the queen. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because again, it's that grounded wisdom, 
the ability to hold space as opposed to needing to fix or solve, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the, the power that comes with that. And I think the more we embrace it, um, the more we live in a proactive place instead of a reactive place, the more we can allow others to be themselves and empower them to be themselves um, as opposed to needing to shift or change others. Yeah, I freaking love that. I love the queen. That's beautiful. Yeah. We do not need to stay princesses. We need to be queen. No. Yeah. Yes. We, we Sign love, me we, up. I'm totally. <laughs> we allow that transition to happen whenever it does naturally, and then we just roll with it like you have done so beautifully. So, Emma, thank, oh, thank you, you so much. I, I think, is there anything else that you'd want to share? Any last kind of parting words of wisdom about menopause or about human design in in general i mean gosh we could talk forever about all of this but Mm -hmm. anything you'd like to share for the listeners and then also how people can connect with you yeah sure so look i think the last thing i'd like to say the, the greatest lesson i've learned is to let go of resistance like don't resist who you are where you are the world the environment especially what we're going through right now it's a great um, lesson in just accepting what you cannot change. Like one of my favorite, um, poems or prayers or whatever you call it that I go back to is the serenity prayer and I'm going to butcher it, but it goes something like this, you know, like give me the, the, um, the courage to do the things I think I cannot do. And the, the grace to, um, know the things I cannot change. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would give everyone two pieces of information. Number one, please think for yourself because everyone deserves to be happy and you can be happy right now in any environment. You can become the person you came on to this planet to become, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to think for yourself and you have to trust your internal guidance system. And number two, just stop resisting stop resisting what is accept every bit the good the bad and the ugly like i often share with my clients once you can accept the good the bad and the ugly especially about yourself your whole world will transform um so yeah so that's what i would love to share and to get to know me i have a podcast which is called the human design podcast um, and you can find that on itunes amongst other places um, and what else? I have Instagram. So Emma Dunwoody coach on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn a lot, almost daily. Um, Emma Dunwoody. And yeah, so that's, that's pretty much me. It's amazing. I completely wholeheartedly agree with what you said at the end about what you left people with about the resistance and about letting that go and just how that mm-hmm. can transform your life. And honestly, Emma, I can say that our work together is already transforming my own. And so Yay. I am so grateful for you. I definitely recommend that folks check out Emma's podcast, especially if you have any interest in human design, but she talks about much more than just that. So mm-hmm. please do check her out and thank you so much for listening. And Emma, have a wonderful yes. day. Oh, thank you so much. I will. I think I'm going to go for a run right now. (laughs) Good girl. girl. Thanks so much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, 
plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of, re- of your review to me, Brienne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.